Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. You don't have to dip forever. You know that rhymes. You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum. Sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Shoes. Go. Put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Shoes. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. Uh-oh. We have states... Not being called. We have AG Bar involved. We have ping pong. I know that last part didn't really relate, but I'll get to all that coming up next on I'm Right. Well, is it time to get hopes up? No. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Now, let me be clear about something. Here's where we are. Here's where we're going. AG Barr, there were reports all over D.C. You know, everybody has a camera in D.C. Everybody has a smartphone. Everybody's recording everything at all times. And AG Barr was seen walking into Mitch McConnell's office. That's a big deal. The AG walks into the Senate Majority Leader's office. It's because they have something significant to discuss. So that immediately everybody was all, wait, what? What's happening? And then it comes out. It comes out that A.G. Barr has authorized the DOJ to dig into any serious voter irregularities they find. That's essentially A.G. Barr giving his guys a permission slip. If you see something, if you have a bunch of evidence of something, dig into it. 
Okay, one, no, don't feel like the battle is won at all. Couple things. One, this is still A.G. Barr. A.G. Barr and Durham have been investigating the Democrat malfeasance underneath Obama for all that Russian collusion stuff for, oh, about 10,000 years, and we still don't have indictments. So slow down there. But two, he's still the machine. He's still part of the system. Remember, we've been talking about the system. Barr has proven himself to be very much a system guy. He talks a big game. I get that. But nothing really happens. That's the bad news. Hold on, hold on. I'm not trying to bring you down. The good news is this. If, if there's going to be some massive uncovering of voter fraud and some stunning reversal of what the election results look like they're going to be at this time, this is a necessary step. You know, if I'm, if I'm 450 pounds and I desperately need to lose weight, this is the equivalent of me going home tonight, setting down the pizza box instead of eating it all, and going on a long walk. Is it all of a sudden, am I going to wake up at 2.50 the next day? No, of course not. Is there a good chance I'm going to backslide and ruin the whole thing and eat myself to death? Absolutely. In fact, that's the likely scenario. But am I ever going to get slim again and save my own life without setting down the pizza box and taking that walk? No, I am not. That's an important step one. What this is, is an important step one. That's what happened yesterday. And not only did A.G. Barr walk into Mitch McConnell's office and clearly have a conversation about this, we have Mitch McConnell out here making public statements about it. I'll tell you why that's important. Here's what he said. Obviously, no states have yet certified their election results. We have at least one or two states that are already on track for a recount. And I believe the president may have legal challenges underway in at least five states. The president has every right to look into allegations and to request recounts under the law. And notably, the Constitution gives no role in this process to wealthy media corporations. Keep that in mind. All that was so good, and I want you to digest it for a moment. Because what are you still seeing everywhere? Same thing. We talked about this yesterday. President-elect Joe Biden. President-elect Joe Biden. Here's an interview with President-elect Joe Biden. They asked him questions today. He did a press conference. Excuse me, President-elect Biden. Even my local news. I turned it on this morning. President-elect Joe Biden. Every headline's President-elect Joe Biden. Joe Biden is not the president-elect. I said this yesterday. I'm going to say it again because I want you to hear it. This is part of you stepping outside of the system and correcting family and friends when they're too deep in the system. This is not a left-wing, right-wing, Democrat, Republican thing. We deal in facts. Joe Biden is not the president-elect. He might be. Shoot, you can even say he likely will be. He is not. States have not certified their election. That's necessary. We now have many sworn affidavits in swing states of people saying um, there was fraud everywhere. We have legal challenges. Joe Biden is not the president-elect. Let me say it one more time so you can tell everybody you know. Joe Biden is not the president-elect. He is not. He might be. Eventually. As of right now, he is not. Bring your family and friends out of the system with you so they can behold it as you and I do every single night and bask in our smug smartness while everyone else is stuck in there. Kayla McEnany saying the same thing. This election is not over, far from it. We have only begun the process of obtaining an accurate, honest vote count. We are fighting for the rights of all Americans who want to have faith and confidence, not only in this election, but in the many elections to come. There you go. And let me clarify before we get to Lindsey Graham. Remember this. I'm not trying to get your hopes up. I'm not trying to bring your hopes down. Remember, this is not your mommy's show. It's your daddy's show. I tell you how it really is. We have tens of thousands of votes in these states to overcome. If you're rooting for Trump really hard, as I am, 
We have tens of thousands of votes to overcome. So a cynic would look at this and say, well, it's insurmountable. Hold on. There is a chance that once all this legal mumbo jumbo works its way out, we stop tens of thousands of votes. There's a chance they look at this and they think, oh gosh, well, all those votes have to go. Oh, geez, all those votes have to go. These votes definitely have to go. There's a chance we get to that number. I just don't want to sugarcoat things for you so you're up there believing the the, the most recent Facebook post, the most recent... Well, my aunt, actually, my aunt's brother's dog's cousin's third uncle, he sent me this meme, and it said that Donald Trump's already won. We don't deal in that here. We have a mountain to climb. It may get climbed, like I said. Till you set down the pizza and go for the walk, the weight doesn't start coming off. We're taking necessary steps. We have a long way to go. We might be okay. We might be totally screwed. We will walk with this together the whole way. But you saw Mitch McConnell coming out publicly. Now I want you to watch Lindsey Graham and what he has to say. And you and I are about to have a conversation. I've got more information. Uh, We're now finding... uh potentially that 25,000 nursing home residents in different nursing homes requested mail-in ballots at the exact same time. You can't ballot harvest in Pennsylvania. What are the odds that 25,000 people in different locations of the same age group requested at the same time uh, a ballot? Somebody is up to no good in these nursing homes couple things on the specifics of the nursing homes. Do you remember Tom Del Beccaro? He did an interview on my show a few days ago. If you don't remember, don't worry. I'm going to have him on again probably this week to break this down. What he talked about, one of the ways they ballot harvest is this. They go around to nursing homes. They request ballots on behalf of people in nursing homes. You know, you got older folks in there. Maybe they can't get to the polls. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they're males sitting around. And so people who are up to no good request ballots on their behalf and then go around and pick these ballots up. Oh, oh, don't worry about it, Flossie. I'll I'll turn this in for you. It's all it's good. And they cruise around and grab them and then they figure out the votes they need, fill them out, turn them in in mass. If Lindsey Graham, a United States senator, very much worry about his career, is out here saying these things, if Mitch McConnell who is, love him or hate him, as savvy an operator as exists in Washington, D.C., if he's out here saying these things, giving public support support to these things, these guys know there's some fire to go with this smoke. Let me clarify again. I'm not telling you we're out of the woods. We are deep in the woods. You and I, we're too fat. We're We're 450 pounds. And that pizza's tempting. And this walk we're taking today, it might, be, it might be too much. It might be miserable. Tomorrow, it may be a deep dish meat lovers, five of them. We're deep in the woods. But we are now walking the right direction. All right? In case you're wondering about the memo. Quote, investigations may be conducted if there are clear and apparently credible allegations of irregularities that, if true, could potentially impact the outcome of the federal election in an individual state. While it is imperative that credible allegations be addressed in a timely and effective manner, it is equally imperative that department personnel exercise appropriate caution and maintain the department's absolute commitment to fairness, neutrality, and nonpartisanship. That was a lot of legalese and a long way of saying we're not looking at all 50 states. We're not looking at every election where we feel like we maybe got screwed there, maybe got screwed there. We're going to look at the important states and the potential large voting irregularities. Now, you ready for some bad news? We already had somebody at the DOJ resign because of this memo from Barr. Remember that long talk you and I had yesterday about the system? about how every culture is basically a system. We have a system in place. Our system supports leftism. Our system supports Democrats. Donald Trump 
Donald Trump has been a massive disruption to that system. Other Republicans are just relatively normal. The system doesn't love them. But, I mean, you can exist with Mitt Romney in your system. He's, he's actually a benefit. Donald Trump, love him or hate him, was a system disruptor. The system is 100% committed to getting him out. Even if A.G. Barr sends out his memos and wants people to do things, you're still relying on this guy here or that guy there. We already have one resignation because of this memo. How many guys didn't resign? How many guys got this memo and thought, ooh, this is going to be a great opportunity for me to screw Trump over? See, that's why it's so hard to change the system. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, you know what makes me comfortable? Knowing cyber thieves can't steal my home title anymore. I've told you I've seen it, right? I've seen what they can do. I get an email. I'm not making this up. I get an email. I open it up, and it took me a minute. I thought, well, I need glasses or something. I'm looking at my home title. My home title, not a forgery. My home title. And it looks like I sold my home, and it has my signature and my wife's signature on it, and both of those signatures look totally real, signed and dated. I found out how long it took them. Less than 10 minutes. That's how pathetically easy it is for them to hack into your home title and wipe you out financially. But if you have home title lock, they can't. Home title lock detects any tampering and shuts it down immediately. If you go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code radio, you actually get 30 days of free protection too. Hometitlelock.com, promo code radio. We'll be back. Remember, we had a long talk yesterday about the system, about how the system protects itself. And look, this has been a huge problem throughout Donald Trump's presidency. And it's one, I'll be honest with you, I've yelled about. I've yelled at him about. I've been screaming about it. Donald Trump hires some horrible people. And he has hired some horrible people. Omarosa, Anthony Scarmucci, come on, come on. We can do better than that. However, it's not like he's some bumbling buffoon who can't seem to find anybody decent. Yes, he's made some terrible hires, but as Dave Reboy, who comes on this show often, has made the point repeatedly, there are only so many people out there. I mean, you think that you have 10,000 people to choose from when you're picking a Secretary of Defense, Director of the FBI, and, and so on. You don't. You don't. You have a small pool of people. And if all the people in your pool are from the system, are of the system, then the chances are, if you're Donald Trump and you are a shock to the system, as he is, you're going to hire people who oppose you. We're not even talking about all the holdovers from Obama and Bush. We're talking about people Trump has hired. You're going to hire people who oppose you. You know how difficult that is? You know how difficult that is to not be able to trust your subordinates? Uh, let's see here. I need, a, I need a new director of the FBI. That last one sucked. Comey was an idiot. Give me a new director of the FBI. Oh, yeah, you know what? Christopher Wray. Let's hire Christopher Ray. That guy's a useless idiot. That guy's done nothing right and hasn't been on Trump's side ever. That's the moron going before Congress testifying that white supremacy is the biggest domestic terror threat. Have you ever seen a white supremacist actually laid eyes on one? I've never seen one and I'm white. I've never seen one. We have people, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, shooting people in the head in the street and looting. Well, uh, we definitely have a white supremacist problem. That's how big of an idiot this guy is. And when it comes to things like Afghanistan, you're Donald Trump. You believe in a different foreign policy. Your foreign policy is not the system's foreign policy. You see the system all the generals, the Democrats, the media, everybody else has one American foreign policy. Go somewhere, assert your influence there, stay there forever. Donald Trump's foreign policy, much more in line with mine, I should say, is much different. Why are we there? What, what are we doing? 
spending money, losing lives, come home. It's time to bring people home. We don't need to be everywhere all the time. We don't need to be weak, but we don't need to be everywhere all the time. Maybe you disagree with that or not, but it's very much a shock to the system. So Donald Trump has been out there before the election saying our troops in Afghanistan are coming home by Christmas. They're coming home. They just simply have to come home. We've been there for 20 freaking years. Our troops have to come home. We have, I'm not making this up, we have sons walking, patrolling the same streets in Afghanistan their fathers patrolled before them. You know how sad that is? What an indictment on our foreign policy, on our generals, on our political leaders, on all of us. That is pathetic. Donald Trump says it's time to come home. Any reasonable person hears that and thinks, oh yeah, that's fine. Except for Donald Trump's Secretary of Defense, Mark Esper. He got fired. Quote, I'm pleased to announce that Christopher C. Miller, the highly respected director of the National Counterterrorism Center, unanimously, unanimously confirmed by the Senate, will be acting Secretary of Defense effective immediately. Chris will do a great job. Mark Esper has been terminated. I would like to thank him for his service. Oof. Firing sec def by tweet is extra, extra harsh, but we got word today what that was all about. We have sources all over the place saying Mark Esper, the big rift there, Mark Esper didn't want to leave Afghanistan. You see what I mean about the system? How hard it is to overtake the system, even for the president of the United States of America? Imagine your own secretary of defense fighting back against policies that you want because that's not what the system wants. And let's keep in mind here, if Joe Biden takes over, no, I'm not going to do that doom and gloom thing that we're all going to die. It's not true. But it really is going to be a radical shift foreign policy wise of things that were working, especially China. We finally had a president who pushed back against China. And that's all going to go away now. We know it. Tom Cotton knows it. China has been rooting for Joe Biden throughout this campaign because Joe Biden has a 48-year history of selling out American workers and American jobs to China to say nothing of his son's shady dealings in China. So that's another, another reason why we need to elect David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, who have been tough on the Chinese Communist Party from the very beginning. Yeah, I would say so, right? I would say, you know how bad that would be if we finally get China relatively boxed into a corner, we're making the right progress there, and we get into office, we allow Joe Biden into office, and he just reverses all that? <sighs> terrible. Be terrible. All right. Now, I know you're anxious right now. I know there's a good chance you're not sleeping right now. I get it. I totally get it. You know there are natural solutions for that. Take that bottle of sleeping pills and throw it in the trash. You don't have to do that. You can try CBD. And I'm not just telling you try any CBD. I realize that you've seen the little CBD oils down, down at the local gas station next to the switchblades. Please don't do that. Go to Doctors Trusted CBD. They're the ones with the experience. They've been doing it since 1999. They're the ones lab testing every batch. They're the ones with solutions for anxiety, for sleep loss, for joint pain. How's your body feeling these days? I don't know about you. I'm not getting younger. Go to DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. That's DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Use the promo code JESSE. That actually gets you free shipping and five bucks off your first order. We'll be back. Joining me now, my friend Brandon Tatum. He's a former police officer in Tucson. He's also the founder of the Tatum Report, which I would highly, highly recommend. Brandon, before we even get started, let's dig into your shirt before my email inbox blows up and thinks that that's a serious thing. <laughs> so it says, look, it says white privilege, a false ideology created to cultivate victimhood. So this is my definition <laughs> of white privilege. <laughs> you know what's really sad? I need to package that shirt up and send it to my former pastor. I had to sit down. The whole family got scolded about our white privilege. We walked out, haven't been back. I don't, this stuff's even affected the church in this country. 
I know. Tell them to go to Tatum Report. I mean, tell them to go to theofficetatumstore.com and get them one. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to foot the bill for this. I'm just going to go ahead and buy it for myself. All right. Ballot harvesting, voter fraud, voter irregularities. There are so many things out there. And what I get more than anything else from people is, can you clarify, what do you mean? What's happening? What's happening where? Is the same thing happening in Arizona that's happening in Michigan, that's happening in Pennsylvania? What's happening, Brandon? Give me some intelligence, please. Well, it, it appears that there's a lot of irregularities in this 2020 election, and it seems like the irregularities benefit uh, Joe Biden. And we can see irregularities in, in the uh, voter machines, the machine type called Dominion. They are uh, owned by the Clinton Foundation, or at least there's some association there. And it seems like they've miscounted votes that benefited Joe Biden that took uh, President Trump out of the lead. Not only are we looking at the um, the, the machine problem, we're, we're also looking at the counting problem because in places like Pennsylvania, uh, Michigan, unprecedented things that they were doing, they were stopping the counting um, at, I, I'm, I'm assuming at the at midnight point on election night, which has never happened in the history of this country. And then they began counting uh, shortly after, but it seems to reflect hundreds of thousands of votes in one direction as if they're finding ballots. So there's a lot of corruption there and, and it's, it's hard for us to track it all, but I think that the Trump campaign has a good eye on it. They're checking the machines, they're checking uh, whether or not those are legitimate legal votes. And I think some of those things are reflecting positively for the president, especially in the state of Arizona. They've had indications in the state of in, in Michigan state and also in Pennsylvania, which could obviously flip for the president due to a lot of irregularities in voter fraud. Okay, you know what? We're going to come back to the actual voter fraud thing. I have a different concern, and I realize this is getting the cart way, way, way before the horse, to use a Montana term, but you're a former police officer. I am extremely worried, not, not, not about the violence and anti-cop mentality we've seen throughout the country, throughout many parts of the country this year. I don't want to say throughout the country. That's not fair, but in many parts of the country. We now have an election where the entire Democrat media alliance is calling Joe Biden president-elect. And yet we have all these challenges. I mean, these are sworn affidavits. We have legal, this, this is really big. If this changes now, if the leftists in this country now have the presidency, what they will view as take it away from them again, these people are gonna lose their minds and hurt people. I'm worried about the safety of everybody, not just cops, but cops included. Well, this is, in my personal opinion, this is the plan moving forward. This is what this the this is what they had planned going on this whole time. They knew for a fact that Joe Biden did not clearly win this election, but they rushed to get him to 270. That's what that was their goal. They know he cheated. They know we're going to find out about it. They wanted him to get to 270 so that they can have four years to talk about how President Trump stole the election and how every vote didn't count and how he was racist against the black vote and all of these different things that they that they have in store. This was a pre-planned method that caused chaos and confusion. They had a contingency plan. The reason why people were boarding up, the reason why they thought th stuff was gonna go crazy, because if they were not able to do the fraudulent voting on election night and Trump actually got to 271st, they were gonna burn everything down and make, and make everything chaotic. But since they weren't able to do that, they were able to push uh, Joe Biden to 271st. We don't see that much mayhem. We don't see it because they had intentions to do it the whole time. And President Trump, after the legal battles, I believe that he's going to win the presidency and they're going to spend the next four years complaining and, 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 and doing the very same thing that they've been doing through COVID leading up to this election. And let me make one correction. It's not just the liberal media. Fox News rushed to... Um, make the prediction in Arizona when they shouldn't have, and they are touting that Joe Biden is the next president of the United States of America. So it's not just liberal media. Conservative media is in on it as well. What do you make of that Fox News thing? I can't tell you how many complaints I've had about that. Look, I'm not complaining. It's been great for my show. My show, the my <laughs> ratings are through the roof as people are changing the channel. They're looking for alternatives. What do you make of that, though? I'm not one of these people who bashes Fox News. I'm not anti-Fox News. But, dude, this election coverage from Fox News has shocked me. Where's that coming from? Well, you know, our ratings are up at TatumReport.com as well. And yeah, I'm bet. never going on Fox News again. I will never do an interview on Fox News again. I told my whole staff, I told my assistant, do not book me on Fox News. Because I feel like 
that they have betrayed the American people and they have betrayed the president of the United States of America. It is very clear that they could have held off on calling Joe Biden as the president and calling Arizona and, and, uh, and other uh, states that they shouldn't have called. They told us from the very beginning, be patient. This is unprecedented times. You got all these mail-in ballots. Be patient. Be patient. And then they rushed to throw um, Joe Biden in as the president. And then let me tell you this, and this is what ticked me off and all of my followers, and I guarantee you the people that follow this, this station as well, when Kaylee McEnany was on there yesterday speaking on behalf of the president and the, and the um, and Trump campaign and saying that there's clear evidence of voter fraud, they cut her news feed. That is a decision from the top to do things, and they said that they're not, they, because they cannot verify her statements. Well, you can't verify probably 90% of the things that you're reporting. You don't have to advocate it, but you give them a voice to speak and let the people decide. And she's the White House press secretary. It, it is it is quite a step to, to actively censor the White House secretary. But all right, be that as it may. You said, and I'm sure my audience was doing jumping jacks and skipping across the living room, that you actually do believe Trump is going to win. I am super skeptical about the legal process. I'm super skeptical about A.G. Barr, just to put it frankly. Why do you believe he's going to win? Well, yeah, I'm skeptical about all these people as well. And, and, and I'm, I'm very upset that I felt like Republicans haven't done more. You know, we had the House and Senate and the presidency when President Trump was elected, and we didn't do nothing. We don't have any investigations. None of these people are being held accountable on the other side. Now, when you look at um, the election fraud, I'm more optimistic because I can see a clear legal path to some of these illegal votes not counting, which will put President Trump in the lead. Arizona is not out of the woods yet. President Trump, the last batch that was sent in Arizona, he got over 70% of those ballots went towards President Trump. All he needs is about 57% of the remaining votes to go towards his way. If it becomes 70, he takes the lead in the state of Arizona. We've seen tremendous amount of voter fraud. We have people with sworn affidavits saying that there's voter fraud. They will testify in court under oath that there is legitimate crimes being committed and they have witnessed them. When you have people presenting affidavit of service by the hundreds, you have to investigate that and look into it. And, and here's another thing that makes me incredibly optimistic. Who runs state legislators in these states that we have controversy in? The Republicans do. State legislator in Arizona, um, in Georgia, in North Carolina, in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin, and Michigan all run with state legislators. The state legislators are primarily responsible for elections that are held in these states. So if there's going to be controversy, the state electors will have the ability to say, we're not certifying that Joe Biden won. We're not calling a presidential candidate because it's under audit and there's irregularities. Those things can contribute to President Trump winning this election. Thank God, man. You almost gave me so. All right. All right. I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm totally down right now. What happens? I, I'm worried about the time frame, Brandon. I, I mean, look, we all know how slow the legal process is. That's in a normal legal process. This With this many states and these voter irregularities, and you're dealing with this AG and this state legislator, and you're dealing with all these things. Uh, it says November 10th on my watch. We are in a big time hurry here. Can they get this stuff done in time? That's the big question. That's the big question. You know, uh, the legal system is slow as molasses half of the time. Even with verifiable proof, they're extremely slow. It takes them months and months and months. But what we're thinking and what, what, what my perception is when it comes to the legal battle is that there are things that can happen right now. If they can determine um, in the Supreme Court that they did not allow people within the state and the Republican Party to, to view ballots, if they have illegitimate or illegal ballots being counted, they can strike those ballots immediately and say none of these ballots are going to count. You either do a revote or those ballots don't count, only the legal ballots count, which will put President Trump in the position to be reelected. So I'm on, I'm on it with you, man. I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to get this done in time. However, the certification happens, I believe, just before January the 20th. I think January the 14th, the Electoral College, um, they verified the election. Now, if they December. cannot verify the election or validate the, uh, the, the voters in the election, then I think that we're going to go down the path of the House of the, the leader of the House of Representatives becoming the interim president until they oh. figure out the election. So we do still have uh, a amount of time even after the 20th to, to get this resolved if it's a possible path to resolution. 
It's as hopeful as I've been in a week. Brandon Tatum, everybody, <laughs> make sure you go check out the Tatum Report. I do every single day. Thank you, my man. Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate it, man. Call me back. How about that? Brandon Tatum's got me fired up. I'm ready to run through a wall right now. And we got more. Hang on. Joining me now, Brandon Weikert with American Spectator and American Greatness, and he's the author of a great book I would highly recommend called Winning Space. You're going to wish you'd read it. Brandon, before we get to the foreign policy stuff, which you know I want to talk to you about mm -hmm. locally, how are you viewing things in this election? You and I had a long talk on election night, and it was yeah. fun, and things were hopeful. And then about yeah. five hours later, while we were both racked out, we woke up and everything had turned into a disaster. Yeah. And then it got worse. And now AG Barr is involved. Maybe it's better. Where are we at? You can give it to me. Well, I think that the president is doing the right thing. I think he's doing the exact same thing that Al Gore insisted on doing in 2000. Uh, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I think that he needs to do this because as some of these secretaries of state are even admitting, I think it was the Georgia secretary of state, they said, look, we're going to find we know that dead people voted. We're going to find we know that people double and triple voted, but it's not systemic. And so that's for a, a judge and that's for the courts to decide. Um, I am skeptical that any of these court cases will overturn the results of the election. But the president, it's very important to understand, the president has done nothing unconstitutional. He's done nothing illegal. Everything he's doing right now is allowed under our system. Uh, they, the states haven't even certified the results of the election. That won't happen until December, I think, 18th. And so the president is doing what he's allowed to do under our system. He's not a fascist. He's not uh, denying the results of the election. He's not saying, I'm going to govern anyway. Uh, he's the worst fascist ever, actually, because he's actually just suing his opponents. Um, so it's, it's totally okay what he's doing. It's, it's no different than what the other side has done. And by the way, I'm sure they would have done if the results had gone the other way as you and I had hoped they would uh, on election night. So I, I, I'm just, uh, I'm glad the president's doing this. I think there are enough irregularities uh, to warrant some degree of uh, second look at the results. Um, but, you know, it's probable that this isn't going to overturn the election. It doesn't matter, though. We've got Mitch McConnell is probably going to retain, hopefully, the Senate leadership role. Uh, it, we gained in the House when we were supposed to lose in the House. We obviously are not in the majority still, but we have a lot of momentum going forward. And I think that the one thing that the Trump movement has done is infuse a backbone onto the Republican Party. And I can foresee Mitch McConnell and the Senate basically making Joe Biden's life hell if he does, in fact, get sworn in as president. He's not going to get the cabinet he wants. I can tell you that much. He's not going to get his radical agenda through the way he wants to. I can tell you that much. Brandon, I feel like people, especially Republicans, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody else, we focus on national things. And so we, we don't worry as much about corruption or we just say things like Congress right. is corrupt or all the senators are corrupt. Right. People do not understand, especially in big cities, the level of corruption that right. goes on and has always gone on. This is not like unique to 2020. In big right. cities, big cities are so much dirtier and more corrupt than the federal government yeah. could ever be because the federal government has right. such a bigger spotlight on it. These cities are mob run, basically. Right. Well, and you have to understand, I came up from Chicago uh, and I, mm -hmm. I lived there uh, <laughs> So and I worked local politics there for a little bit when I was in college and uh, on the Republican side. So you can bet I saw how we get, uh, you know, given the shaft by the, the Democrats who run the city. And um, it, it, it is very telling that President, former President Obama uh, brought with him uh, the Chicago Democrat machine to the White House, essentially nationalized it. And if you look at a lot of what's gone on over the last really eight or 12 years uh, since he became president in 2009, even going through the Trump years when so many of the Obama people were held over, um, there's clearly, I get the sense watching politics at the national level, the same sense I used to get watching politics at the Chicago level. And so there's, there's clearly a degree of corruption 
that has been brought forward by the Chicago crowd. But even before that, you're right. Uh, remember Tammany Hall in the in the 1800s uh, with uh, the Democrats in New York and then uh, Gangs of New York, that great film by Martin Scorsese. There's a large storyline in there about how corrupt it is. There's another great Martin Scorsese uh, uh, associated production, uh, Boardwalk Empire, which is all about Atlantic City and sort of the machinations that occurred back then. Um, this is nothing new. We've had big city political machines. It's just sort of the story of the post-industrial revolution United States is dealing with these big uh, political machines, usually on the Democratic side. The Republicans are normally not as efficient at corruption on the scale the Democrats are. Republicans have had it too, though. But uh, yeah, you want to look at the local level, look at your cities from Miami to New York to Chicago, L.A., and you will find a lot of very bad things going on. I just, I find it very hard to believe there's any corruption in a city like Miami. That's just stunning. All right, moving on. Let's let's assume Brandon Weikert is right, because I believe he probably is, about there not being enough to overturn it or the system too corrupt. Whatever the case may be, Joe Biden may be our president for the next four years. And yes, yeah. Mitch McConnell can stop a lot of what he wants to do legislatively, but the president is going to guide our foreign policy. Well, yeah. Without being left, right, or whatever the case may be, what is the difference between Joe Biden's foreign policy and Donald Trump's foreign policy? What are we going to see different? What are we going to see that's the same? Well, so basically, I just wrote an article that was published last week at the Washington Times talking about this. And, and basically, the Biden campaign has already been telling us what they're going to do in foreign policy, which is going to be a return to sort of the standard liberal Democrat uh, approach to foreign policy. So whereas Donald Trump was willing to do a diplomatic Hail Mary and meet with Kim Jong-un to get him to stop popping off intercontinental ballistic missiles, uh, Joe Biden has already said he's not going to meet or or have the same kind of relationship with Kim Jong-un uh, that Trump had. He would be willing to meet with him, but there has to be a set of preconditions that uh, will not be honored by the, the North Koreans. In fact, there was a great Washington Post, of all places, headline which said uh, Kim Jong-un was watching Biden's uh, acceptance speech uh, last week with one finger on the button because Joe Biden's team has made it very clear that he is going to go back to the way things were with North Korea, which if you remember when Trump took over in 2017, we were on the brink of nuclear war. Uh, with, with North Korea. So you'll see a return to sort of that hostile behavior. Uh, you're also going to see, they've already said, uh, the Ben Rhodes and his happy bunch have already said that the Biden foreign policy is going to under, undo or undercut the recently uh, assigned Abraham Accords, which really was bringing actual peace to the Middle East without having to see the United States go to war there to make peace. Uh, the, the Ben Rhodes has already been very critical of the F-35 sales to the UAE. He's already said that the Biden team is looking at basically forcing Israel to go back to the pre-1967 borders to basically re-embrace the Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama formulation for peace in the Middle East, which never worked. Uh, and so you can imagine how that's going to go over with the Israelis. The Israeli settlements minister already said if Biden returns to the Iran nuclear deal that Trump pulled out of, there will be a war between Israel and Iran that will eventually pull the Americans in. And the Biden foreign policy is a continuation of Obama's foreign policy, meaning they're going to try to reintegrate Iran into the wider framework of the Middle East, which means Israel is probably going to be left holding the short straw. It means that America is going to have no. Sorry to, sorry to interrupt. I want, I, want to just, I want to stop you there for just a brief moment. Iran and this Middle East thing and Israel, you have to stay in your corner. And Iran, we're going to do deals with you and things like that. Explain right. to me as best you can their yeah. mentality in that. Clearly yeah. they have something I don't agree with, but what are they yeah. thinking when it comes to that? Embracing Iran and rejecting Israel sounds idiotic. Right, right. Well, they're operating on a very academic assumption that uh, Iran is no different than any other foreign, foreign power, uh, that they are a rational actor, 
and that they can be trusted uh, if we were to just normalize relations with them. It will uh, mitigate the terrorism threat. It will mitigate the tensions in the region. The uh, Obama-Biden Democrat apparatus really believes that Israel is an apartheid state, that Israel's existence is a, is a continual reason for the conflict in the Middle East that we keep getting pulled into. And they think that by bringing in a nuclear-arming Iran into a new foreign policy framework for the region, that it would... Uh, pit the three powers, the Sunni Arabs, Israelis, and then the Shiite-led uh, Iranians, that it would somehow, that competition between the three sides would bring a natural balance to the region. Uh, and of course it would not, because Iran is not a rational actor. Uh, they have spent 50 years almost supporting terrorism, even when we've tried to give them carrots to not. Uh, they've made it very clear that they have a mission from God to eradicate the American and Israeli order in the region, and they will act on it if given the chance. But the Obama people do not buy that. They think that they can be reasoned with. This is best ex exemplified. There's a book by Trita Parsi uh, called To Lose an Enemy, in which it's probably the most cogent argument that a pro-Obama person made for a deal with Iran. I entirely disagree. But basically, the logic is that they think Iran is a rational actor, and the reason it's behaved irrationally is because we've isolated and contained it, and that we can't keep doing that because it's a waste of resources, and we want to focus on other parts of the world. So better to integrate it into a new framework and to basically let all the sides in the Middle East balance against each other. Okay, but it, all right. But it does seem like they want to isolate North Korea. So they don't want to isolate Iran yeah. because they're a rational actor, but they do want to isolate yeah. North Korea? It's, what? It's very bizarre. All that Biden has said is he wants to go back to the way we got handled North Korea before Trump, which means that we will have to isolate them, not directly engage. Uh, and remember, even under that paradigm from uh, Bill Clinton to Barack Obama, the North Koreans made steady uh, progress in their nuclear weapons and ballistic missiles pro missile program. So the idea that somehow we're going to avoid a conflict with North Korea uh, by simply treating them as we always have is ridiculous. Uh, I would argue that the Trump policy, which was a Hail Mary pass, probably did more to further the cause of peace on the Korean Peninsula uh, than anything that's been tried since the Korean War. But because it's the orange man who did it, they're going to go back to the way Obama did it, which means we are probably going to get sucked into some kind of issue, crisis uh, on the Korean Peninsula. And any solution forged after that crisis, if not a war, would be something I think that would harm U.S. interests, harm the South Koreans, harm the Japanese, and empower both North Korea and China, which is why the Trump policy was infinitely better. Uh, because it was actually getting the North Koreans to move away from China and getting them to um, become more stable toward the South Koreans. But now that is probably going to be uh, uh, undone by this next administration. Brandon Weikert, thank you so much, my man. appreciate you as always. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. We got more. Hang on. Now, I always thought of ping pong or table tennis as a relatively laid back thing. I almost called it a sport just there. A relatively laid back thing. Oh, well, we're hitting the ball back and forth. Oh, wait, my sons are playing. It's time to spike it in somebody's face and let them know who runs the house. Things like that. Apparently, professional ping pong is, is a little different than how you and I play. Ooh, it's coming down. Sky lob again. The Swedes have taken over the attack. The lobs have switched sides. No, Matthias Carlson. Even the announcers into it. I'm into it. I think that one guy did the splits. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. I, these stories from people 
who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right, it's unjust, and Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE, or go to timesharejesse.com, Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Who is there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. Over 80 walks, runs, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids in kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time hey it's danielle will and writer from pod meets world thanks to our friends at hyundai we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only wait for it Boy Meets World House! Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you <laughs> in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.